Hey guys! Hey guys! Welcome back! Another episode, TBNT. What's going on? We're well, really back. Like we're here in a second week. Second weekend <laughs> on video, on the pod, live and direct. We're coming at you, coming for you. Mm-hmm. What's going on, everybody? Hope you had a great week. How was yes. your week? My week was a little turbulent. You, you know, seem busy. Very much booked and busy. But that was my quote last week. I'm busy trying to become who I am. Okay, I like yeah. that, sis. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your quote? So, so tell yeah. us about your week. What happened? Okay, so I feel like it was turbulent, but just because of Mercury retrograde, now we're coming out of that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there was like a leftover energy. Yeah, we've been in shadow. We've been yeah. in shadow. Not fun. In the shadow phase. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's just a lot going on with work, with life. And my quote this week comes from Sex in the City. Carrie says, after all, computers crash, people die, relationships fall apart. But the best we can do is breathe and reboot. Love that. That's a favorite quote. Words to live by. You know, it's just a lot going on. And funny enough, last night, I was the last one in the office working late, you know, and it was Friday night. Everybody had gone out to their happy hours and I was late to my happy hour. And I was sending one last email, was in a groove. And then all of a sudden the power went out. (laughs) (laughs) And I was in the office alone in the dark. And I was just like, I need to get out of here. Oh, no. And, like, my work was lost. And I was like, let me just breathe. Let me reboot. And that's just the vibe of the week. Sometimes life just humbles you and you need to take a chill. That was actually the the move of the (laughs) week because my quote comes from... What is this? Broad City. Oh, yeah. And Alana, she's like talking to this kid and she's like, he's like, so how are you? And she's like, how am I? (laughs) And like, that's how my week was good, but it was busy and it's hectic. And I just have so much to get done in the next. I had so much to get done this week and so much to get done in the next week leading up to my birthday. Mm. And... I locked my keys in the office, had couldn't oh my leave, couldn't drive home one night. My boss was my boss like leaves at a certain time and so I lock up and the keys to the office were locked in the office. So my car keys in the office. I had to sleep over at my brother's house, <laughs> come back in the morning. Like, I was just, it threw me off so badly. (laughs) I was just, my mood was funky. I just couldn't get out of it. I was just like, like, how am I? Like, I'm not well, bitch. Not well, bitch. (laughs) Not well. (laughs) Where was that? Um, Was that the housewife? Yes, that's housewife. It was Dorinda. 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 (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was just like, it was turbulent. I was, I'm just like dragging ass. Like, when I have to sleep not in my own bed like it throws me off Mm -hmm. so badly like i'm really someone that needs routine yeah and when i get thrown off i'm like off for days so honestly like i am not feeling i have not felt like myself until like this morning (laughs) that's so funny literally when my routine is thrown off like my whole the whole next day is thrown off if i don't go to bed at the right time (laughs) if i'm not like showered netflix time like i'm in a bad mood it's a thing now it's a thing yeah and i never used to be like that until recently i like cannot get out of it like i was just like thrown off for days and so i'm like playing catch up now 
And yeah, let's just hope for a better week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, life was turbulent, but I think the shows that we watched were fabulous. So good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's get into it. This week, um, I want to start us off with talking about the Tinder Swindler. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everyone is talking about this show. It's brand new. It's on Netflix. It's a documentary. And it's about this guy, Simon, and his escapades of swindling women out of money house and home on tinder Um, on tinder he meets them on tinder he love bonds them i feel like love bombing gets a really bad rap nowadays and it's like okay it's because people no you know what it is it's because people love to throw terms out there that they don't know what they really mean so love bombing is essentially something that narcissists do in relationships that they're trying to manipulate and control so it starts off that yeah so it starts off with like a lot of love gifts attention but the second to that is isolation and withdrawal and they try to isolate you with that love or they withdraw from you so they feel like so you feel like it's a drug of some sort and you miss the love it's like Mm. a lot and then nothing at all Mm. so like people will you know traditionally use that term for narcissistic abuse but now people on tiktok are just like he love bombed me he told me he loved me on the second date and it's like no bitch that's not love bombing you got played i simply played i also think like um niggas are not telling you they loved you on the second date stop (laughs) like girls i want to i want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they do feel like slighted by these men but at the end of the day like we've that known this harder than that we've known this since the beginning of time these men are trying to get one over on you most of the time most in these the dating time. situations so like yes you there's some fault on them but you have to be smart and take into account like the things that you did as well right so to back go back to the documentary he um he takes these women on extravagant dates the first woman that they talk to beauty and the beast girl she's like you know (laughs) beauty and the beast that's my childhood favorite movie Mm -hmm. yada 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 first problem sweetheart your your ideal love story is one of stockholm syndrome red flag that's a red flag (laughs) so he goes out with her and she's he's like well i'm leaving london tonight do you want to come with me on my private jet to go to stockholm mm-hmm. somewhere yeah and it's like sis you've known this man for two hours why are you getting on a private plane with him and her friends are like you're crazy and she's like yellow so she goes on the plane and everything that happens after that i'm like you wanted this shit. <laughs> you wanted this <laughs> i mean yeah girls we need to be cautious i mean I I mentioned this to you, I think, to what Julia Fox said on her interview when, um, I mean, on her podcast when her co-host asked her, oh, like, what do you say about people who are calling Kanye's behavior love bombing? And she goes, obviously, you've never dated a billionaire. And like, in it kind of makes me think about that. Maybe homegirl was just like, this is normal. He's a billionaire. But at the same time, like, girl, you don't, he... Billionaires are dangerous like yeah. hello jeffrey epstein and cl- and his whole clan yeah like, like total swindlers right swindlers. and so 
as the relationship develops, he's all into her. And so then it becomes like long distance relationship. He doesn't live in London. He's flying all over the world. He's working. He's busy. Most, they have so much text, voice notes, pictures, because most of the relationship was happening in text. It was yeah. like very short spurts of seeing each other a couple days here, come to Amsterdam with me here, yada, yada, yada. But a lot of stuff was happening within the phone. So second red flag, like, mm-hmm. sis, that's not your boyfriend. He's just texting. Like, y'all are just yeah. texting. Like, I always say you cannot get to know somebody in text. Like, mm-hmm. even if you're talking on the phone, FaceTiming, like, I'm going to need to see you. Yeah. And I mean, a billionaire that you never see anyway is already a little shady. Like, obviously, you're not the only one or that's what I would think. Same. Yeah, let alone getting scammed by somebody. <laughs> um, and then he's got, he's telling them like, you know, my enemies are after me. His bodyguard got attacked. He's sending pictures within it from an ambulance. And pretty soon he's having money troubles and he needs these women to help him out just for the, just for the interim, just for the time being. So he can like keep working and keep um, his business going while while he's like escaping his enemies and making these deals happen you're telling me (laughs) the son of a billionaire diamond conglomerate yeah is not just going to his father for interim cash while he's finishing up the business dealings of the family business like yeah, what? It simply doesn't add up. I mean, I'm sure he said this story to many women and a lot of them didn't believe it. Um, and now we're just hearing about the ones that fell for it. But it's oh, yeah, insane. There was, there was hundreds of them. That's so sick. This is his livelihood. This is his Literally, life. he's taking money from this woman to spend it on that woman. He spend, he's taking money from this person to go do this with it. And it's just like... I don't understand. Like, if I needed to put a dinner on my credit card, I'd be turned off. And like, yeah. I don't really care how that sounds. Like, I just would be like, "What you mean? You what? Huh? Yeah. Like, what? You can't go. Like, what happened to your trust? Where's the other accounts? Why do your enemies have access to your credit card information? Like, you don't think there's a problem? Like, what? Also." I don't want to be involved with anybody that is dealing with enemies and crime and and international thug. <laughs> You're like that shit. Whatever that shit Whatever is. Whatever it is. I want no parts of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know about you, but I know too many stories of like being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And the innocent bystander is always the one that ends up dead. I'm not going to be the innocent bystander for you. Yeah. Period. It's giving me Kim getting robbed in Paris vibes. Like, I don't want to be Kim because the people are after you. Right. It's just (laughs) crazy. I just, I couldn't, at first I was like, oh, I like, obviously you feel bad for these women. They have mortgaged their life away to give this man money. But I'm just like, in... Even in 2014, 2015, you didn't need to to have seen this documentary to be smarter than this. And I just cannot. It's the desperation for me. I just can't get over it. Like, 
niggas are not that great. <laughs> They're really yeah. not. Men are just, they just, they very rarely are worth the trouble. <laughs> and I just cannot believe women are, are so supremely desperate for love and attention. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, you need psychological help. Yeah, I mean, like, my my dating philosophy is to give men nothing. That's literally my dating philosophy. Like, what what birthday present? Okay, if it's like your man, man, sure, birthday, Christmas present. But like Valentine's Day now, my coworkers were talking about the things they were doing for their men, and I was like, what do you mean? It's Valentine's Day. Like that's a holiday that men get presents. That is so sick. Because I just feel like, uh, yeah, it's a little bit traditional, but you should be showering me. You should be pursuing me. And it's the same energy of this uh, documentary. Like. Uh, okay, homeboy was taking you on a private jet. Like, that's what he's supposed to do if he's in that position and he wants to date you. Right. You don't need to take out a loan, $50,000 for somebody that you see two times every couple of months and you just text him. Like, who knows what he's doing that is not your man. But also, if he was your man, you didn't need to do that for him either. And this, this is the real thing. Anybody with that much money would never, ever, ever ask somebody for this. Like, never. They would have, they would just go get a loan, take out another line of credit from the business, move some money around from one of the other accounts. Like, you just, I just, I just can't believe the stupidity in this documentary. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just pure. Like, this one girl... She went on a date with him. They weren't really feeling each other. So they just became friends. Yeah. He was like dating this other woman. He was like, meet me in Greece. Come to Rome. Da, 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 da. And they just traveled around all summer. Fun. Fun, fresh friendship. Love that for her. Love that. And then he turned around and was like, I need money. Da, 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 da. So she felt like indebted to him because what? of like, or because of no, the, the no, time no. they had like spent together and all, how generous he was all summer. But she like, emptied out her savings account that she was going to use to buy herself a house and then took out loans to give him. And I was just like, girl, ladies, like, you haven't even fucked this man. Ladies, like, you have no excuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your new dating philosophy should be do less. Really? Do less. Truly. Do less. Say less. And keep it simple, please, because these men do not deserve the things that you're doing for them. And half the time, they don't appreciate it. Um, I mean, my thoughts on Simon, live your truth, King. <laughs> live your truth, King. And good for you. If you can manage this multi-million dollar scheme worldwide, scamming these women, I mean, do you. I heard that he got convicted in another country for it. He did his time. Okay, great. I think he needs to do his time for these crimes as well. He did. But he's out now and he's living his best life. He's back on Instagram. He's got like a new business where he's like consulting. Wow. And, you know, he's like traveling around like he's also like sent documentation to Netflix to be like, this is slanderous. I'm going to sue you. Like you need to stop kind of thing. Um, yeah, he's like, no, this is my life. Like, this, I'm wrongfully convicted and, like... I'm not mad at him. Live your truth, King. (laughs) These women gave him the money. Right. At the end of the day, they gave him the money. And I don't... I understand. I just don't... I don't... mm. 
I last year, let me tell a story. Cautionary tale, if if you will. <laughs> I went on a, a couple dates with this guy that I had met. And let's just say what he did for a living was not legal. I <laughs> one night we were out and he was like, oh, I got to take a ride. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what that mean? <laughs> Literally. I was like, okay. He was like, he was like, okay, let's go. So he took me basically to the trap because he needed to make some stops at some places and I was like, oh my God, we're like, I'm trapping. <laughs> and I was I'm like, trapping. I was like, I am I am I'm riding or dying on this trap adventure right now. And <laughs> you know, like I never saw anything. I wasn't around. Like, you know, it was I was safe to an extent because he didn't like, you know, he was like, stay in the car, lock the door, <laughs> kind of thing. But like we Not were the getaway driver. But we were, but you know, like he needed, he needed stuff to do. He had to do some stuff that night. And like, he was like, no, but I want to see you kind of thing. But after the end of that, I was like, I am too old to be like caught up in a situation. <laughs> God forbid with the trap nigga <laughs> on, on a ride. Like yeah. I, I'm just too old for that. Absolutely. And at some point you just have to know better. Like, <laughs> You got to know better. You got to smarten up, keep your wits about you, and just not let these men put you in the position Mm -hmm. that is going to be to your detriment. That's why I'm not mad at him. Because at some point, you need to take some personal responsibility. And my (laughs) mom always says, always, always, don't give somebody money that you cannot lose. That you cannot lose. And also that you expect back. Mm. Whenever I give somebody money, that's a gift. Yeah. And I don't give people money for that very reason. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Like, if we're out somewhere and it's like, oh, I got this, I'm going to pay you back. It's like, no, don't worry about it. Like, right. I got it. That That's what I mean. Right. You cannot spend money on somebody expecting it back because nine out of ten times, you're never going to get it. Yeah. Completely agree. And, oh, what was I going to say? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta smarten up. Mm-hmm, yeah. So shout oh, out to Simon. I was gonna say, homegirl <laughs> took out nine loans. By the time you're going to the second bank, you don't think there's a problem? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Like you're not concerned. You're not telling him, listen, buddy, you gotta figure shit out. Like I can't be involved with this. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care if you're calling me your girlfriend saying that we're, you love me and we're going to move in together. Like, I can't be involved in this. No. Like, th- this is now, it's above me. <laughs> yeah. So live your truth, King. <laughs> love that for you, Simon. If you are managing to pull this off, hey. <laughs> right. Um. Okay, so let's get into the next show. Yes. Uh, the Gilded Age on HBO Max. My new favorite. Literally. Yeah, I didn't know, but apparently it's the same creator as Downton Abbey. Adriana just informed me. And we loved Downton Abbey. Mm -hmm. Like, love. Um, I love a British show, and the creator is obviously English. Um, It's set in the 1800s, late 1800s, in New York City with, you know, the most opulent and, and wealthy people in America, the Vanderbilts. The, the Rockefellers. The Rockefellers. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, but the funny thing is, what 
class yeah what class doesn't really teach you about this time frame is that sort of tension between the old money crew and the new money crew Mm -hmm. i didn't realize this because now like you think of jp morgan as old money but at that time when they were coming up they it was new money they were all self-made yeah and the people who made money in the railroads like all of those people were outcasted from the old time society of the people that came over on the mayflower Mayflower. yeah so it's in new york and it's this tension head-on the new money crew have trying to break into society yeah have come and built this amazing gorgeous home on fifth avenue the real estate porn is just (laughs) oh my gosh like the the chairs yes like i was dying over like those those chairs that she brought into the the Mm -hmm. library i was just like oh my god like yeah and like the woodwork on the walls the crown like everything is just so opulent and extravagant yeah so i'm dying over that but it's these people that are outcasted from society because they're new money but they're the richest ones there so it's like a really good period drama i love all the romance the intrigue the lies uh okay so it follows like two main families we've got the russell family and we've got the van rines and the van rines are old money they're high society and one of the nieces of these two sisters um her father has died and she has basically been left with nothing and so she goes to live with her aunts in new york and she is kind of her family is like we are old money and you cannot mix with the new money people Mm -hmm. that are moving in across the street and she's very forward-thinking young progressive Mm -hmm. um and she is kind of like i just don't understand the the extreme social boundaries that they have Mm -hmm. um, within old money society. And I just think that's like such a a young person's take on just old people and old society. They don't get it. And that happens with every generation. Mm -hmm. Um, That continues to happen even now. And I just love that she's kind of bringing in this like fresh energy Mm -hmm. to their old money family and kind of, you know, bridging the gap. She encounters a black woman on her journey to New York and they kind of help each other out and she brings her to the house and she's able to get her a job with her aunts. And, um, Besties. you know, <laughs> you see that kind of, then you see like the racial tension of the time with the people, like the staff mm-hmm. who were considered lower class, but they somehow think they're morally superior to a black woman and to see that kind of navigation from her and just the acceptance of the the niece i just it's so layered and i just love it so much yeah, i love her storyline by the way her name is peggy <laughs> yes yeah she's fab um i love the lawyer Oh, you like him? I love him. I don't know. I feel like he's a little sleazy. I want to like him, but I'm like nervous for her. I I think his intentions are pure. I think he's a hardworking guy and I think he's ambitious. And I don't think that's a bad thing, yeah. especially in men. Like, I think like 
you might not have been born into the right family, quote unquote, or the right social status, but he's a lawyer, he's educated, Mm -hmm. he's very respectful, and he just seems really into her. He, Mm -hmm. it's like he, I just love that kind of like old school way of, of courting her in a sense. Yeah, this is the main character's love interest, by the way. Um, Well, one of the main characters. And he's just like, from the second I met you, like, I just knew I wanted to make you the happiest I could make anyone until I die. I was just like, oh. It was sweet. It was I, so sweet. I want to like him, but I don't know whether or not to believe the aunts or to side with Marion. Because I feel like you do have to have some respect and regard for the older generation. For sure. And it definitely seems like um, Agnes has gone through a lot. You know, she, when her father died, it was uh, her, the younger sister, and the older brother. And the older brother, who was in charge of handling the estate and their family's money, blew it all. So she was forced to make the tough decision to marry up and to a guy that she didn't really love and that kind of seemed like treated her bad. Yeah. She always talks about how she sacrificed for the family and she's the reason why they are in the situation they are now. Yeah. And I feel like you do have to have some respect for that and kind of listen to what she has to say because she's been there, done that, seen it all. I have to say yes, and I completely love her character on Me Agnes. Too. There's not one bad character on the show, mm-hmm. also. And that's something I think I'm just obsessed with. I hate when I know it gives like texture and color to a show and dynamics, but I just hate when I I hate people. Like I yeah. wanna be in love with the characters that I'm watching and I just love every single person. Um Aunt Aunt Ag- Ag- Agnes is my favorite so far. Um, cause she's just wise and she's shrewd and Mm -hmm. she's cunning. I love a shrewd old woman. (laughs) And she's no nonsense. She is like, she just cuts right to it. Um, and I like that she's so principled in Mm -hmm. who she is and what she knows. Yeah. Uh, I have to say a quote when, um, her son wants to dine with the Russells across the street and she goes, oh, would you want to stab me in my side? And he goes, it's a good thing. Your skin's as hard as a rhinoceros. (laughs) Yes. I was like, oh, this is amazing. The the banter is, is just so great. Um, love her characters, little one-liners. Um, how do you feel about Cynthia Nixon? You know what? I I felt like she was kind of flighty, flighty, kind of ditzy, but I like her. I think that she's sweet and she's caring and yeah. she wants the best for Marion. And I mean, it's not her fault that her sister decided to, you know, I don't know what the right term is, but like uh, make those tough choices yeah. to bring up the family. You know, I feel like uh, she's coming from the sense of you know i didn't ask for that thank you for that and i'm appreciative but like uh, don't keep rubbing it in my face right yeah i think she's sweet i think she is i think she's she's got an innocence about her yeah because everybody around her seems to be so overly protective that she hasn't had to like learn life mm-hmm. so i feel like that innocence is has been preserved for such a long time in her life and it's almost like she hasn't had the ability to 
like fail and learn. Like yeah. ma- like when the old um boyfriend of hers comes back and is like trying to get at her again. Um you know the Aunt Agnes she reveals she's like I know that the first time around you thought that you were going to, you know, basically marry up and mm-hmm. have a meal ticket when you married my sister and that's why my father turned you down. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that, but just because I just I just wonder if he was purely like obviously there's a scent a little bit of I'm I want you because of what I can get from you, but does that completely does that mean that he had no feelings for her? I think that's an interesting theme about the show. Because, yes, in this time, all of these marriages were for social, political, economic gain. Like, at the end of the day, back then, marriage was a business transaction Mm -hmm. and a contract. But also, you do want that sense of love. And I feel like even though it is a business transaction, you could also kind of want the love in there and i'm saying that because of oscar's situation Mm. episode three he says i found the perfect girl yeah oscar's gay but obviously in this time he can't be with the the man that he actually wants to be with so Mm -hmm. he says you know what i we knew that we would both have to marry it's the sensible thing to do but i feel like i found the perfect girl because she's sweet she's kind she's innocent and and she's rich and she's rich so you know that component of it is done but and although i know i couldn't fully love her because i'm gay i feel like we could have a nice life together and that i could grow to be found of her yeah there you know there's a level of um it's like respect and affinity yeah that you develop for Mm -hmm. a person when you go into arranged marriages or or marriages of, of this kind yeah and people always knock you know these arranged marriages these marriages that don't start off in love but it's like are they really all that bad isn't that all we're all just trying to do have a nice life together yeah have someone to live out a life that you want to live yeah and what's more important this love that is all encompassing this passion or just like do you guys both want the same things and can you guys get along yeah compatibility on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. is is the most important and someone that's really just gonna be pleasant with you, you be pleasant <laughs> you don't want to be with someone that it's difficult to talk to it's difficult to go through mm-hmm. through things with that they are temperamental that they handle things in just a way that you wouldn't handle things you want all of those kinds of components to be as symbiotic as mm-hmm. possible yeah um, I, I love when shows explore that topic. It's yes. so interesting to me. Um, and then let's talk about the Russells. The Russells. Okay, the Russells are fab, and I love the mom. She's my favorite character. I love the dad. You do? <laughs> he's bad. Like, he, he is a bad one. First of all, he's so hot. <laughs> yeah. That strong head of dark hair just does something for me. Oscar Isaac energy. He yes. reminds me of Oscar Isaac. Yes. Um... He is smart, he's ruthless, he's cunning, he's daring, and I love how he is so deeply 
dedicated to his family Mm -hmm. and to his ambition. Yes. Um, He kind of reminds me of Grandpa. Really? Yeah, like he... I just feel like he there's not anything he was not willing to do for his wife. Mm-hmm. He's willing to put all yes. of their money on the line. I actually love that. <laughs> he's willing to put his in his reputation, his company, everything that he's built down on the ground for her just to be happy, to feel fulfilled, to feel just supported. That is a man. Actually, In yeah. Every sense of the word. I love that. I mean, I could have totally seen the story going in the like along the path of you know she's the one that's obsessed with being accepted and being in society and he doesn't really care and he doesn't get it mm-hmm. but i love that he cares about what she cares about yes and he values making her happy and what's important to her even if he doesn't fully understand and he doesn't belittle it no or trivialize it mm-hmm. like that is true respect yes I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love um, him. And I love her too because I feel like they're both ruthless. They're both cutthroat. And I love her in the sense that like, how do I say this? Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I saw you crying. I was like, What's Oh, that? no. Um, the... What I was going to say, I like that they are so, like, on the same page about what they're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm working for you so you can do well in business. I'm working for you so you can do well in society. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, they both know where they stand and they're not trying to cross-pollinate what they're trying to accomplish, but they're working in tandem. Oh, I feel like that's the making of a true power couple. Reminds yes. me of House of Cards. Yeah. That um relationship dynamic. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I I love that as well. And then her devotion to him is also insane when he was going to risk all of their capital in order to, you know, keep the business afloat. Uh-huh. She said, "We made a fortune before. If we lose it, we'll make it again." We'll make a, she said, we'll make and spend another one together. I was like, yes, bitch. You a bad one. Like, That's a ride or die. Really and truly. I loved that. Me too. I just, we'll their whole dynamic. another one. Right? <laughs> like, yes. Um, that confidence. They are just fabulous. I love the, I also love the dynamics with the staffs. Mm-hmm. They're like extended family that's working for them on in both households, I like the different kinds of staffs that they have going on. Yeah, me too. Um, I just, this show is everything. It's so layered. <laughs> it is amazing. It really is. Like, and they've got a little bit of everything. We've mm-hmm. got like, we, we've just got every sort of character and they're all really well written. They're really well developed. They're likable. And they're likable. Mm-hmm. And I like that we... So far, I don't feel like any of the characters are built or are going to be built around trauma. And that's just a really welcomed change of pace. <laughs> like, change of writing. What like, do you mean? So I read this article the other day and it was called... Um, 
like the I can't remember. It's like it's about like the use of trauma used to like build characters. Mm-hmm. And it's like in like for instance in Game of Thrones, like Cersei like or let's use Daenerys for example. Like her first encounter with Carl is basically like rape. Mm-hmm. And it's like that kind of trauma is used to build her entire character Mm. and outside of the trauma there's not a lot of foundation for who the person is or what Mm. they are guided by it's like all decisions come from the reaction to the trauma and how they process through that Mm -hmm. and it's i just feel like none we're not seeing that in this show like no there's no of course bad things are going to happen. We see uh, a suicide in one of the characters and I'm sure we've got some like pot holes that we're going to encounter along the way for all of the families, but I just don't think they're coming at the story from a place of like hurt or dependence or extre- extreme an extreme sense of survival. Mhm. You know? Yeah. Um which I love. I would agree. I haven't thought about it that way. And I like that take on it. We need more stories like this. Yeah, people that are just living life and and going through it. Like Mm -hmm. even, I also love that the, um, what's the character's name? The black girl? Peggy. Peggy. Um, I like that she comes from a good family that are working class that are supportive and just want her to be as happy and as successful in her life as possible Mm -hmm. while covering her in the protection that they've built for themselves as a family and Mm -hmm. and individuals and i just feel like that's just a different kind of story to see on a black character in that time period. In that time period, yeah. I, I just love that. And she's ambitious and she's smart. And she's educated. Yeah, and I just, I, I love that. And I like that the family has taken her in. They really value her. There's no sort of bel- belittling that's going on from mm-hmm. the aunts and from the staff. We've got yeah. that one, like the two mm-hmm. characters that are kind of like thrown off by her. But I feel like she's really becoming integrated with the staff downstairs and and being a part of like the whole ensemble yeah definitely in the household and i just i love that i i obviously for that time period the interactions within society are very different and the acceptance is is shaky mm-hmm. um we see that when she goes to the publishing house and the newspaper and all of that kind of stuff but i just i feel like she is it, it feels really modern because black women today are still having to fight with microaggressions and 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 things of that sort. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like it's not obviously that's not what you want and that's not ideal and, and it's not right. But it is incredibly realistic and mm-hmm. it's not so exaggerated yeah and i feel like she approaches those situations with so much poise Mm -hmm. so much grace Mm -hmm. and just standing up for herself but never coming out of character yes and uh, i i love to see it and did you watch the little um short after the latest episode (laughs) 
when the actress was talking about it and she was like, you know, I just think about how many black inventors, black mm-hmm. writers were put in those positions back then and we don't know their work and we don't know about them. So when people say, oh, there's been no black, there's black this, there's been no black person who's did that. It's like, is that really accurate or were their names erased from history? Right. Yeah. I love that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that was... It was brilliant. Yeah. If you watch the show, you have to watch the little behind the scenes. Yes. After every episode, they're so good. Give you so much insight. I just, I cannot say enough good things. This is my new favorite show. Oh, t- absolutely. 10 out of 10. My favorite as well. I can't wait every week for the episodes. Unlike Euphoria, where the last episode, I was so excited for it. And then I got it and I was like, Trauma. this crazy <laughs> crackhead bitch. <laughs> Why did I sit an hour watching this bullshit? Have you seen, like, the fan theories that, like, this whole season is kind of like ruined psychosis and it's not actually in reality? Yeah, I saw um, one of those theories. Um... I hate when shows do that. Me too. I hated it in Fight Club. I hated it in (laughs) Mr. Robot. And if that is what happens, I'm not going to watch. Although I love Zendaya. And she deserves an Emmy for this. Yeah. I just, I hate when a show is like, actually, none of this is real. It was all a dream. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what did I just watch that for then? Yeah. What was the reason? (laughs) What was the reason? So guys, cannot tell you to watch gilded age enough it's out every week the first three episodes are out they're beautiful Mm -hmm. um and i love it and a lot of the characters and the things that are happening are actual people like the ashtons are Mm -hmm. actual people and um so like that whole drama with um with the socks falling yeah like, that's all based on real things that happened with Rockefeller. And, like, people did actually commit suicide because they were losing so much money. And all of those kinds of things are actually things that happened. I just think that's... I love the mixing of, like, the the real and the fake. Yeah. Like, the fiction and the nonfiction. Um, mm-hmm. So I can't... It's so good. You gotta check it out. All right, guys. It's time for tea. Tea time. Let's cheers, cheers. It. Pinkies up. Clink. <laughs> Lots of baby news this week. It's all baby news. Yeah. Um, Kylie has announced the birth of her second child, her son. And his name is Wolf Webster. Wolf. Wolfie. Don't love that. Yeah. I actually know another influencer that named her daughter Wolf wolfy um not a fan hers doesn't even have the e at the end it's not even spelled cute yeah (laughs) wolf with the e is cute that's like a nice man name right but just wolf with the f yeah not a fan not a fan yeah and she used the white heart (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) on the instagram story yeah the white heart emoji is never serious it is always to me like a jokey joke passive aggressive white heart Mm -hmm. so congratulations to kylie and travis yeah um the next uh celebrity baby news is eve and her husband gave birth to their son and his name is Wild Wolf Fife Alexander Somers Cooper. What is with all the wolf? 
Is Wolf a popular baby name? I guess it's very popular this year. Like, it's trending. <laughs> Wild Wolf Fife. Alexander Somers Cooper. It's not giving. That This is a boy, right? Yes, Wild. It's a boy. Wild, Wild with an E. W-I-L-D-E. Wild. Like Oscar Wilde. Yes, but it's a wolf with no E. No what the hell? <laughs> Um, okay, and his, her husband's name is Maximilian. Maximilian. He's got, like, a bunch I, but of But why so many, also. why so many middle names? Where did all the names come from? I think from? that's his culture. Oh. <laughs> like, I don't think it's just Maximilian Cooper. I think he has, like, a couple names. Mm. People out here with Doing these the crazy most. names, and y'all mad at me for wanting to name my son Timothy. Like, leave me be. Selena. No. It's an ongoing joke in my family because I love Timothy Chalamet and I would like to name my future son, if I have a son, Timothy, but spelled the French way, Timothy, because I think it's cute and I love French names and everyone always clowns me, but I think that y'all need to get off my back. Get off my back. Get off (laughs) my back. (laughs) Okay. And Anderson Cooper welcomed his second son and his name is Sebastian Luke how do you say that Masani mm, wait S- Sebastian Luke Masani Masani is adopting for wait oh here. up here Masani Masani I think Sani? that's his husband's last name because here or where do you see Benjamin Masani who's that then oh that's the first one Oh, my Sonny. So he kept the middle name for both sons? I guess my Sonny Cooper is... I don't know. <laughs> I'm confused. So Who's my Sonny? I don't know where he gets that name, but they both have that name. It's my Sonny Cooper. But Anderson isn't in a relationship as far as I know. He's... He's... He's separated? Oh. Yeah. I think it's with his ex. Oh, it is with his ex. Yeah. Oh, it is with his ex. He did use his name. Oh, that's where that... Because I was like, where is that coming from? I think that's nice that he's, like, giving, you know, keeping the ex a part of it and, like, co-parenting, even though they're not together. Yeah. Well, maybe they just both wanted another kid, so they're like, we're already doing it. We might as well. Keeping it all in the family. Yeah. Um, I like the name Sebastian. I don't like that name. No? No. Sebastian Luke. I think it's like a normal name. <laughs> I like a normal name. I like a normal name as well. I just don't like I Sebastian. I like, like fun celebrity names too, but like, you know, I also appreciate like a Luke. <laughs> I feel like the fun celebrity names are only cute because the babies are cute. Like, we love Stormy because she's so adorable, and she yeah. is Stormy now. Yeah. And we love Chicago, Sami, Sainty, because they're adorable. Not because they have good names. No, like, those names are actually really awful. Like, yeah. Chicago, I think he's so, like, I'm sure Kim feels so dumb for that one. Like, Maybe every, she likes them. Every name of their children is, like, a different era of his psychosis. Like, it's like, it goes back to whatever he's going through. When he was doing all that, that, um... Christian stuff. It was Psalm. It was Psalm and it was Saint. And then when he was doing all the work in Chicago, when he had, like, moved back and and reopened that, like, uh, charity house, 
Chicago. Well, like, it, it's both of their kids. It's not just, you know, her I kids. know, but I just feel like Kim doesn't really um, seem like somebody that has a lot of say so in like artistic direction within their their dynamic she's a libra she has half a personality <laughs> okay so she is um on the cover of vogue mm-hmm. did you see the cup co- the cover no okay so she in the article she's talking a lot about you know i am on my own and i'm trying to refine myself and you know be the best like individual and person for my kids and yada yada and she was talking about how you know for so long, she's been with Kanye, and he has helped to guide and direct her in so many ways, fashion-wise, and just um, in a lot of moves that she's made in her career and things like that, and it opened a lot of doors for her. And she's like, you know, I'm on my own now, and it's nerve-wracking, and um, it just makes me nervous to be completely on my own, but it's something that I'm enjoying doing. Mm-hmm. And so I just felt when I read that, I was like, she really just follows whatever he says. She He says jump and she's like, cool. It's a, it's a Libra thing. I'm telling you, they are constantly evolving. And I mean, that's there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But for somebody like him and for somebody like Kanye, like he was the maker and she was truly the muse. You know, she inspired him and was only... Ma- in his image basically so yeah. now that that's gone she i it makes sense that she's trying to figure it out yeah but yeah libras are like that they turn into their boyfriends and vice versa with the men these men that are libras turn into their girlfriends all the time i've never dated the libra marcy's a libra i know that makes me nervous for her mm. <laughs> one of our sisters um okay so more kanye news because i just feel like that's the only thing going on this week um billy eilish oh this beef is amazing (laughs) i'm obsessed with it i saw a meme this morning and it was like kanye versus billy and it was the get off my back (laughs) puja what is this behavior (laughs) um so billy eilish stopped a concert because a, tr- a fan was having trouble breathing and she was like wait we need to make sure he's okay get him an inhaler and she was like i wait for people to be okay until i keep going that's what she said on the men. that's what she said and kanye took that as a personal slight as crazy people do yeah um, <laughs> and he posted on his instagram come on billy we love you please apologize to trav and to the families of the people who lost their lives no one intended for this to happen. Trav didn't have any idea what was happening on stage and was barrier <laughs> by what happened. And yes, Trav will be with me at Coachella, but now I need Belly to apologize before I perform. It's the audacity to me. This is bad PR. <laughs> because aren't we just supposed to kind of forget about what happened with Travis? Like nobody's talking about it. And then Kanye has brought it up again. Right. He he's put himself in the middle of something that he didn't need to put himself <laughs> in the middle of. Yeah. And nobody was talking or thinking about Travis. Yeah, Billy Billy's response was I wasn't even talking about him. I know. She her response on the post was literally never said a thing about Travis was just helping a fan. And I love that she's not addressing the are you going to perform? I'm not apologizing. I love yeah. that she didn't apologize also. 
Because I would have, my response might have just been the middle finger emoji. Like, go <laughs> fuck yourself. Like, if yeah. you don't want to perform at Coachella, that has nothing to do with me. Like, literally nothing. Like, what? You need personal apologies? I just, Kanye is just so. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't with I him. I literally can't. He's such a narcissist. Yeah, he's a mess. He's it's going way too far. Mm-hmm. It's it, he's just so far gone, and like. But I love to see the train wreck. <laughs> I just, I just want, I just, I just want better for him. I really do because he's so talented. But the theatrics just it it like negates all of it because yeah. He does it to himself, though. Yeah. Anyways, another little Kanye, I guess, news nugget, um, or I guess Kanye adjacent, is that Julia Fox was on the Call Her Daddy podcast. Mm-hmm. I listened to the whole thing, um, although I don't listen to Call Her Daddy anymore because I'm obsessed with Julia Fox. And she talks about... Her life coming up in New York, the party scene, the drug scene, her being a dominatrix. Um, and she got personal. She talked about what she likes in bed, what turns her on. She answered if she thought Kanye's boots were sexy. She thinks they are. I don't get it. I don't believe her. Yeah. Um, I need to listen to it. I was trying to listen to it yesterday and it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Um what did she say about their relationship? Like, what else does she, what is she saying? So Alex asked her if they had put a label on the relationship. And mm-hmm. she said there wasn't a conversation about it. But he calls me his girlfriend and I call him my boyfriend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the relationship with the baby daddy is better when she's traveling. The baby's with the baby daddy. So she says that that's fine. And Kanye loves that she's a mom and she loves that he's a dad. So they have some normal aspects of their relationship. Um, and she says that they do talk about the future together, but that she's the type of person that's along for the ride, which yeah. makes sense. Um, and other than that, it was just mainly about her. And I think she's a star. I think that <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I think that she is the new it girl and it's going to stick and last because she's fabulous. She's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And we very rarely get interesting characters anymore. No. She has lived a full dynamic life and she has a real personality and I can't say that about many celebrities in Hollywood. No. No. Um, I completely agree. I kind of just like that she's different and Mm -hmm. I don't mind like the wildness. Like, I think it's, it's, it's truthful. I mean, it's real. People have passed and people go through ups and downs and hardships and, you know, shit gets crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people have shitty jobs and people have been through some shit. And I could relate to her in the sense of like, she spoke about how she became a dominatrix. Mm -hmm. And basically a situation happened where her dad cut her off. Mm -hmm. She didn't explain what happened, but she needed to find a way to support herself. And she was on Craigslist, literally 
I think she was in her late teens, early 20s. Yeah, she was like 19. Yeah. And the only job that wasn't sex related on Craigslist that she knew that she could get because she had no other skills was to be a dominatrix. And she said that at that point in her life, she hadn't even explored her sexuality with that many partners. Mm -hmm. So it was so awakening for her and it informed a lot of what she likes now. And she felt like she came into that situation as a little girl and now she's like an adult and of course there are parts of the job that were bad but like it made her into who she was and i was like everybody has had a shitty ass job because they couldn't get something else yeah of course not a dominatrix but you know she has a story (laughs) i I agree and i like i like that about Mm -hmm. her me too she's just real Mm -hmm. she's a very just normal person Mm -hmm. um interesting i gotta listen to that yeah she talks about her heroin use she talked about overdosing multiple times. Yes. So crazy. Crazy. Um, and now she is sober. She did confirm that, except for weed. Except- <laughs> I California sober. California sober. Maybe. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, very interesting stuff. Yeah. I would suggest for people to watch it. It's a really good interview. I The one thing I think is like... I'm not loving about her Kanye era is her makeup. Like, I feel like she just always looks so bland. Mm-hmm. And if you go back on her Instagram, like, a year ago, she was just looking so, like, fresh and light and more beautiful, I feel like, in the mm-hmm. face because of the way that she was doing her makeup. And I just hate how Kanye has her her makeup done, like... I need someone good to come in. Like, mm-hmm. I need Harouche to, to, like, come in and, like, do something with her face. But her whole thing, because she spoke about some of the more controversial looks, um, her whole thing is that she's tired of the perfect contour. She's tired of this pretty, pretty look. And she feels I like Kanye tell. is bringing that out of her, too. And, I mean, she did say that the crazy black makeup look afterwards chanel did it on their runway so she's doing something right and it was um the look that was used in the latest balenciaga show before that Mm -hmm. so i understood where she was going with that i just want her like under eyes to be just like a little bit more highlighted yeah but that's a personal (laughs) thing but i do understand what she i could i got that vibe from it yeah she very much looks like just a normal girl just that did her own makeup Mm -hmm. and that's what i don't like in celebrity i don't like when celebrities do that um i feel like we're moving away from the pretty pretty doll look yes but i want just like a little bit of that like to to stay intact just a little bit you know like i think like no foundation with concealer is just so nice like i hate foundation now um, but I still need some concealer to be in the mix. I feel that. You know? I feel that. That's the one thing I want to change. That I, I just feel like she was looking so much prettier a year ago. Um, but okay, interesting. To each their own. To each their own. <laughs> Guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the TVNT podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to us wherever you are listening. You know all the places. And wherever you are listening to us, please leave us a five-star review. Tell us something nice. Only if it's nice. And if you're watching us on YouTube, feel free to subscribe and to give this video a thumbs up. And we will be back next Saturday to serve up the tea on the latest TV and pop culture news. Bye, guys. Bye.